You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. All right. Welcome back for part two. I'm really excited for this particular part Mm -hmm. um, because I think there are many people that follow us that want to know what are some of the things that I should be doing to prepare my body for a healthy pregnancy. Um, And so that's what we're going to talk about in this part. Um, Part two with Travis James Zipper. I always have to say your full name. Yes. Even on other podcasts, when we talked about having you on, I always say your full name because you always say your full name. And if you don't know Travis James Zipper, go to the previous podcast. He introduces himself in the beginning. You can go listen to that. Yes. (laughs) So awesome. In the last part, Travis, we talked, you know, about the, the male and the female and how we can start to prepare to have a healthy pregnancy and to conceive. So I would love for you to just kind of go through a couple of the really key points that both the male and female, husband and wife, partners, whatever, can do in the three to six months as they start to prepare to try to have and conceive. Yes. So if I had to just run down a real quick list, okay, probably one of the biggest ones is to work on managing blood sugar. Okay. So when there's blood sugar swings, even when you know, you go to the doctor, if your blood sugar is over hundred, but under 125, you're like, listen, it's a little high, but you don't have diabetes. So we'll just keep an eye on it. And pretty much if you come back, you're diabetic, then we'll put you on medication. Okay. That's uh, a look and watch. It's not a real good <laughs> uh, model to operate under. Mm-hmm. So if there are even slight fluctuations in blood sugar, and how do you know there's going to be fluctuations in blood sugar is there's going to be energy changes throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Primarily females, like you need to eat every couple hours. You're, you're waking up in the middle of the night. You get real tired after meals. That's how you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. And really putting a plan in place that gets that in check because that really just causes these inflammatory swings throughout the day. That's number one. Um, two, and this is, you know, you hear this term, people are like, what exactly does that mean? And you need to reduce oxidative stress. Okay. So anything that causes inflammation in the body, which could be mental, emotional stress, could be um, poor hygiene products, uh, tox- toxicity, could be inflammatory foods, uh, could be improper hormonal balance, not a healthy liver, uh, a microbiome that's not not balanced. You have to really work on eliminating as many of these things as possible. And let's just say someone's got a really tough job where they got, they're going through a hard time in their life and they can't really just get rid of it. Then coping strategies and ways to manage it need to be put in play. You need to find a ways that you can flip that switch off, that stress switch, so to speak. And people don't understand that. And listen, you can't always just go in the corner and think happy thoughts and all your, you know, your problems go away. But there are actually physical things that you can do to flip on that rest and digest uh, situation. Yeah. We've talked about that. Sorry, just to... for our listeners, we've talked about all of those things before in terms of inflammation, inflammatory foods, toxins, things like that, as well as stress, good stress, bad stress, and how to manage stress. So mm-hmm. I'll link in the show notes 
the other episodes that we've done on those things specifically. Travis, before we go off of the oxidative stress, can you give us some common signs and symptoms of someone who might have high levels of oxidative stress? In my mind, I'm thinking they're having digestive issues, they're having you know energy and swings, pains, joint joints. issues, brain fog, poor sleep. Yeah, I, I would think, um, so inflammation and oxidative stress, they're kind of similar, but they're different. So when you think of oxidative stress as taking place inside of the cell as inflammation taking place outside, okay? Inflammation is what causes swelling and puffiness. Oxidative stress is what happens on the inside of a cell that starts damaging the inside of the cell. I use the analogy of, think of the old Tasmanian devil when he used to turn mm -hmm. into the, uh, the cyclone, he would just kind of bounce into things and suck it up and just destroy everything he touched. That's what happens when there's oxidative stress or free radicals inside the cell. They start destroying the inside of the cell and that causes more inflammation and makes the cells not work properly. Okay, so when you're looking for oxidative stress, one of the most important things you wanna look for is just being kind of wiped out the next day, okay? You go to the gym and it's not really a, a strenuous exercise, but the gym wipes you out. Any type of stress, like maybe you had people over your house, any, any, any type of thing that, that requires extra energy, you just don't have the reserves for it. Uh, any type of stress knocks you out for the count. Uh, you know, you're around chemicals or like cleaning products, or you're, you're, you're driving on the highway and you're sucking in the exhaust fumes. And all of a sudden the next day, you're just completely on the couch. Okay. That's showing you signs that you have, uh, you're not reacting to that oxidative stress. You don't have enough antioxidants to put out that fire, so to speak. And I'll be honest, this is probably the biggest cause be behind infertility. There's too much stress. The body's inflamed. The, the cells, the, the oocytes or the eggs and the sperm do not develop properly because of it. And there's fragmentation. Uh, and this leads to unhealthy eggs that have DNA problems in them. They don't take when the sperm hits it or there's uh, growth problems. And this is the biggest thing that I've seen fix infer in infertile couples, make an infertile couple fertile is working on this one aspect. And it's unfortunately something that just never gets brought up. Um, environmental exposures is a big one. Like this is the, the it's no longer um, conspiracy theorists about BPA and chemicals and hygiene products. Okay. The literature is very, very clear. BPA is actually uh it's blown me away to see how much data is out there about BPA and there's still people drinking out of plastic water bottles every day when they're pregnant. It's, um, it's no longer something you can argue about. So it's really important to go through like a clean sweep of the house. Okay. I have, uh, I do this right off the bat. You know, you got to go through things that like, um, air deodorizers in the house, they're all garbage. Uh, anything that smells, I always tell people if it's not an essential oil or a flower and it stinks, it's probably bad for you. Okay. I'm not going to put every single thing in that category, but everything that you smell, okay, <laughs> is probably not good for you. Okay. Cause they, they hang around for a while. Um, plastics in the kitchen, uh, chopping, chopping boards, uh, poor hygiene, uh, poor quality hygiene products, off gassing of carpets and stuff like that. And listen, you can't fix that, but can you add some plants to your bedroom mm -hmm. when you sleep mm -hmm. and you get a good air filter? Like this is a couple hundred dollar investment that could pay off big time. They say mm -hmm. the the uh, the air quality inside our homes when we keep our windows shut is ten times worse than on a city block in a city, so it's uh it, it's it's nasty. Uh, then there's the health of the microbiome. Okay, yeah. you got to have a, a real diverse gut, and how do we do that? Well, we need to eat lots of different types of fibers. We need to get lots of plants in because these different fibers feed that microbiome, and our microbiome is what actually 
turns on hormones. You know, people think that, oh yeah, the ovaries and the, the, the testes, they produce these hormones. No, they just create the hormones. They put them out in the bloodstream, okay? How they get turned on, where they get used, that all happens in the liver and in the gut. And how many people do not have healthy guts and healthy livers? Yeah. So that's one. Um, another big issue is fatty acid metabolism. This is another reason why females are, are, are inflamed. And same thing with males, why a lot of this oxidative stress happens. A lot of people are probably familiar with omega-3 fatty acids, mm -hmm. how they're anti-inflammatory. Um, but believe it or not, there's a lot of omega-6 fatty acids that everyone here is like, these are inflammatory. No, most omega-6 fatty acids are not inflammatory unless they're rancid. They're the very mm -hmm. poor quality, like the, the big vegetable oil vats mm -hmm, you see mm -hmm. in, the, in the plastic containers. Yep. Um, and then getting these, these balance of all these healthy fatty acids, like the olive oils, the avocado oils, the walnut oils, the, the organic canola, getting all of these make things go down pathways that are anti-inflammatory. It's actually the fried foods. It's the, the, the heating up of these uh, poor quality oils that denature them. Animal fats, like poor quality red meat and things like that, that creates what's uh, it's called arachidonic acid. That's what creates the inflammation. So reducing the standard American diet and mm -hmm. getting a lot of these healthy fatty acids. I have this salad dressing that I have couples make that they go to the store, they buy all these oils, they put it all together, they mix it, they mix it with some vinegar and I have them douse their salads with it two times a day. And that really helps work on that, that aspect of things. Um, you know, working on the liver, you know, if, if you identify someone as like, listen, if you, especially if you're someone that's very sensitive to chemicals, or if you get drunk really quick on uh, one drink of alcohol, or you can't handle caffeine because you're bouncing off the walls, these are signs that your, your liver pathways, or we call them your detox or your biotransformation pathways, they're not working properly. Or let's just say maybe one's going faster than the other, or one's going slower than the other, and things aren't lining up. So sometimes you got to do a, a good 30 day detox with, with females to get some of that junk out, to really improve those pathways. Um, you know, working on just the balance of the diet can be really important. Okay. Sometimes that's all you need, uh, filling in some of these holes, like a lot of nutrient deficiencies, reducing inflammation, you know, and you know, how many things in people's life are inflammation, inflammatory these days. Mm -hmm. Way and more than we realize. Yeah. That doesn't just go for foods that right. goes for people as well. Like how many yep. people are just toxic to them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, during this, during this, this time, when you're trying to be as healthy as possible, it's like, listen, if you got that negative Nancy neighbor or that negative Nancy family member, who's always bringing you down or being negative, that might be someone you need to cut off for a while uh, or have that sit that person down and say, listen, Hey, you don't got something nice to say. Don't say anything at all mm -hmm. uh, type of thing. And then the lastly is, is really working on, on hormonal function. Okay. If, if I, this is the last of the list that I always focus on because hormonal problems are a symptom of all the other things that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's usually the end results. People come to me like, Oh, my hormones are messed up. I fixed my hormones. That's the, that's going to fix everything. No, that's not. Okay. I worked in age management clinics for, for many, many years and we gave everyone all the right hormones and all their levels were perfectly balanced. And many of them were still completely miserable. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it's not just about the hormones. So, but you do, listen, you need testosterone to make sperm. You obviously need uh, testosterone. You need estrogen to make, uh, to mature the eggs. You need all these signals from the brain. So there are things, you know, like Liz, you talked about, or someone talked about using Vitex or, or I think it was Becca. Yep. Uh, that just kind of, that works on the brain level. Yep. Uh, and it works for some women. I've, I see the 25% well, 
of women it seems to work on. And really the women are out there who are stressed, over-exercising, and not necessarily overweight. Those are the women that, that do things with like some of the best herbs. Okay. Cause remember that's that sending that signal from the brain to the, that was me. <laughs> yeah. 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 So and that, we were lucky. That's a good market for it. And, um, you know, essentially it all kind of boils down to does the body think that it's ready and, and healthy enough to bring a life into this world mm-hmm. and all the things that are taking you away from that, you know, this comment, it's a concept called allostatic load. Think of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Okay. All of these things are sitting on someone's shoulders and you have to start pulling them off. And once you start pulling them off or think of it as more of maybe a balance, you know what I mean? Things need to be balanced for uh, the body and the brain to say, okay, your body's in a good spot. You can bring a healthy life in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes that, that, that balance is still a little off. They'll let you bring a, a baby into this world, but the, the, there's some, some nasty things that are happening in that process. And we, you know, we want to try to improve it. So I would say, you know, if you had to run down a list, and this is what I, what I do, I work on. And listen, if you come to me and you have blood sugar problems and you're, you're having fertility issues, everything else goes on the shelf. Mm-hmm. until we get those blood sugar problems fixed. Yep. Uh, because that's, that's real big. If you're a giant stress ball, everything goes on the shelf until either we've delegated or we have the proper coping strategies in play. Um, so go ahead. I, I think sometimes people don't realize how much of a stress ball they are, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then now they're adding on the stress from trying to conceive and they aren't managing all of the other stressors are getting some of those things off of their plate or delegating things the way that they should. Uh, One thing I did want to touch on uh, briefly is, you know, in the last episode, we talked a little bit about, you know, those who are overweight and needing to get into a healthier range. Can you talk on the flip side of that? Because I know this is something that Becca dealt with. um, And I know a couple other people that you've worked with that have dealt with as well, when they're very, very lean and needing to gain a little bit of body fat to support a pregnancy. How common do you see that? And is there maybe a target, whether we want to say body fat percentage um, that they need to get to, or that you've seen for those who have either lost their period or... I feel like it has to do a little bit more with periods. Like you have to have a... Because I didn't have a period and I was... For me, I got down to like 9% body fat, which was way too lean, obviously. Um, And then it took me to, it was about 13 or 14% body fat to get a period back. Um, for other people, I know they can lose their period at like 20% body fat if they're not, if other things aren't healthy. So for you, I mean, what do you see? Is it more so around like the menstrual cycle and the health overall of the female? Is it around? Cause I know I gained a good amount of weight in the, with Carson, I think because, and it, I was managing calories. I was managing food. Um, I think my body felt it needed to, obviously, because um, I was very lean still. So what do you see around like that that piece? Yes. The, I mean, besides, and, and listen, this is hands down the hardest demographic to work with is the over-exerciser, the super healthy couple who's super lean. And listen, this doesn't just go for females. This goes for males as well. Mm-hmm. Males will not produce testosterone when they're super lean. Uh, that's very clearly shown. Um, and it will also reduce sperm count and cause sperm morphology issues, which is like two heads or not a long enough tail, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so besides, I would say blood sugar and ovulatory disorders caused by hormonal issues like P 
PCOS or something like that, and just being overweight in general, I would say the next uh, biggest group is the underweight, uh, underweight demographic. And body fat is, is a double-edged sword, okay? You need enough of it, okay? Because it's like the reserves to signal that you're healthy. The brain's made of fat. The, all of your cell membranes are made of fat. Bile, which breaks down, um, uh, uh, absorbs toxins and starts the digestive process. It's made from cholesterol. So we, we need fat. We don't need muscle, okay? We wish it was the opposite, okay? If we all needed muscle, you know, we'd all be running around, you know, ripped like Rambo and in bikinis and, and Speedos all day, but that's unfortunately not how it works. So body fat, if there's too much, body fat is an endocrine organ. It secretes hormones. It creates something called leptin, which is the, the satiety and hunger hormone, okay? It creates what are called inflammatory cytokines, okay? Just it creates inflammation and it does it on its own, but then a lot of body fat is, is dying. So think of like there's cells that are on, on top of cells, the cells in the middle, they don't get blood flow. So they die. And then when anything dies, the body's very good at sending in the, the garbage cleanup or which the garbage men, which is the immune cells. And the, the way that the immune cells break things down is they, they cause inflammation and they engulf things. So, it causes inflammation. We have too much of it because it's dead. It also secretes inflammatory cytokines. Okay. Too much of those inflammatory cytokines tell the brain, listen, things are not right. Mm -hmm. Well, there's, there's a disbalance or imbalance of hormones. So too much body fat causes an issue, but then not having enough, those same inflammatory cytokines are what tell the brain that there's enough body fat, that the body's healthy, that the, the inflammatory cytokines are what actually caused the implantation of the egg to go into the wall of the endometrium. So if you don't have any of this body fat, one, you're not going to send a signal from the brain saying, okay, the body's in a good spot to bring life into this world. You're also, let's just say, even if you do ovulate, then you're, you're not going to be able to have enough of the, these inflammatory cytokines to have a healthy implantation and keep things balanced. So yes, uh, low body fat is a big problem and it's, it's, it's very hard to work with because some people are, they just can't break out of it or Another issue is like the fat phobic, uh, female or couple, they just don't want to eat a lot of fats. You know, they're still stuck in the eighties, uh, with regards to, you know, the low fat diets causing, uh, heart disease, or you get a lot of couples who've done bikini shows or bodybuilding yeah. shows and they eat really low fats. Um, so just some fun fact for a female to first go through her menstrual cycle for her first to go through puberty, body fat needs to be about 23%. Okay. This is why very skinny, little girls don't get that they get their menstrual cycles much later and heavier girls get their menstrual cycles much earlier. Mm -hmm. And as you grow, it's usually around 17 to 18% is the bare minimum that females need for a healthy menstrual cycle. You show me a female that's at 12%. I will show you a female 9.5 times out of 10 that doesn't have a menstrual cycle almost every time. So there needs to be that healthy, healthy range. And yeah, listen, no female wants to say, listen, you got to put some body fat on. Okay, but that is going to be a requirement for getting pregnant. And, you know, you, you want to have all these, these resources so you can nurse the baby. You know, mm -hmm. if you're, you know, I use the term like Rambo, but if you're super lean, you don't have any of those. So mm -hmm. where are all these uh, nutrients coming from? And, you know, you, especially at least when a, a mother, after she gives birth, the essential fatty acids that they're giving the baby, which are the most vital, they don't come from body fat. They don't come from uh, breast milk. They come from the mother's diet. So if the mother isn't eating them during that date, then she's not delivering them to her child. 
I think that's another fallacy that goes on. So yeah, it, it is a big issue and um, BMI issues. So what, what do I always do? Yeah, we, we do weight to height ratio. We do uh, weights to um, uh, hip to waist ratios because BMIs mm-hmm. aren't always the best, but listen, you can, you can get a picture of someone and kind of get a feeling for it sure. and say like, listen, yeah, uh, I think if we can get you to lose 15 pounds, uh, things will be much better. Now, yeah. is that always the easiest thing to do? Absolutely not. Because right. there's a lot of issues. But when you really, when females, males, even for that matter, they see that, listen, this is possibly going to affect my child for the rest of his life based on my habits. When you get that into someone's brain mm-hmm. and you, you educate them properly and they see the, the importance of it, the light bulbs goes on. Yeah. And they're like, okay, what do I have to do? Sometimes no one's providing that information to them. They're not turning that light bulb on for them. So they just, they don't know. So I, I uh, caution, I urge anyone out there who, who wants to have a healthy child that doesn't want to have all these things happen. Like why is autism going through the roof? Okay. Why are mm-hmm. allergies? Why are autoimmune conditions going through the roof in children? Why are we seeing so many overweight and obese kids? Hey, okay? it has a lot to do with the health of the mother and the father before the baby's even born. Yep. Yep. So take that time. Yes. Thank you so much, Travis. This was so helpful. Um, Hopefully very eye-opening and informational. Um, So please let our listeners know where they can find you um, if they want to get a hold of you. We'll also link this stuff out in the show notes, um, but give us a little bit of rundown about, you know, what you help people with and where they can find you if they want to find that help. Yeah. So you, if anyone is interested, I do have a good little nice 75 minute webinar that I'll send to the girls and they can send it out to you. It really goes through a lot of what I've covered and then some basics. You can meet the other person on the team. Uh, you can reach me through just email would probably be the best at this point. Uh, it is kind of like we have to qualify people for this group. It's, you have to be ready to do this. It's not a, it's not a short term plan. Uh, it's just Travis, T-R-A-V-I-S at Wellfits, W-E-L-L. F uh, as in Frank, I as in Ink, T as in Tom, Z as in Zebra.com. And then Travis Zipper, uh, one word on Instagram. You can reach out to me there as well. And this is kind of new forming. Uh, I've been working under someone for, for, for many years that has kind of given me permission to, to go off on my own and uh, start helping people in, in the same light. So uh, no strings attached if anyone needs some help. Uh, I know there's a lot of bad information out there, but the uh, Beck and Liz will be um, awesome resources for you. And then Please let me know if I can do anything to help. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We will talk to you very soon. See everyone. Have a good day. You too. Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for us as a gift to us would be to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag us, share it on Facebook, whatever platform that you listen, or just tell a friend, invite a friend to listen to this podcast. Um, The more that you can kind of share with word of mouth, the more people that we can touch throughout the world. Five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.